It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Of the inbounder here, if you're filling. It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? What's up? Welcome to episode number 511 of Lockdown Raptors for Monday, May 13th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Subscribe, rate, review to the Lockdown Podcast Network on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all the local shows for the baseball and the football and the basketballs. And uh, yeah, that's the spiel I usually give, and you know it by now. I'm sorry. I'm beat. I've talked a lot today. <laughs> I've done a lot of radio. I've done a lot of podcasts. I've done a lot of uh, more radio. It's been uh, a very full and exhausting day, but it's worth it because holy shit, man. Whatever happened on Sunday night, the Kawhi shot, it's just like, it's the coolest thing ever. It's just so cool to sort of revel in it for an entire day. I haven't even thought about the Milwaukee Bucks yet, and it's great. I'm just digging the shot every time it comes up on my twitter feed i'm watching it it's just it's been a really really cool 24 hours or so since that thing went down and for this podcast i wanted to uh do something kind of interesting and new we have five guests on today's podcast all separately and what we did is i just chatted with a bunch of different people about their experience watching the shot from Kawhi Leonard and watching the end of that game. Um, of course, Katie Heinle came on later on in the show. And we went like 20 minutes on a completely different topic because, of course, Katie uh, was going to bring that thunder. But otherwise, we just kind of had some chats with some people about what they were doing, where they were, what they saw. Um, we have Paul Lawton, who is uh, Raptors Twitter personality. He's around. He's involved in music in the city and stuff like that. He was at the game. We talked to him about that. It was really, really cool. 
Um, also, I was joined by uh, Josue Cedro, who is a uh, just a guy who I interact on Twitter with sometimes. He DMs me once in a while. We chat, and you can follow him at Joshua Hemsky on Twitter. He is in Barcelona and was watching on Twitter at 4 a.m. on a phone with his friend, and we talked about that, and it was really cool. He joined me from a mall in Barcelona because they had Wi-Fi, which is awesome. And uh, that's like the coolest thing about this whole thing is that it just kind of has brought everyone together. It's been the coolest 24 hours. And I was also joined by Kelsey O'Brien on this podcast. We talked about her experience watching with her son named after Kawhi, which is the coolest thing in the world. And we talked about that a little bit. And then I brought on a neutral perspective because I wanted some like humor for it all and someone who I think is, uh, you know, I, I just enjoy his work. It's Joey Devine. He's been on the show before. He is the uh, one of the hosts of Round Ball Rock. And uh, he was great talking about the uh, the shot and adding a little bit of levity to the thing, and it wasn't all so serious. It was just it was just fun chat with, with Joey. So that's today's podcast. But first, I wanted to kind of get into my experience watching the shot because I think I talked about this a little bit last night on that very like frantic and rushed podcast with Lewis and Daniel after the game. But kind of wanted to just go into a little bit more because it was such a cool experience, man. Um, before the game, I was taking the elevator up to the gondola with Blake Murphy, and we were chatting, and he was like, I just want a close game. And I was like, why, Blake? We, we, why would you want a close game? Close games are bad. Close games are stressful. Nobody wants that kind of hell. And uh, I, I disagreed. We, we chatted about it, whatever. Halftime comes. It's 44-40 Raptors. We walk through the hall just you know at halftime, you know, to go to the washroom, get some drinks or whatever, and we see each other, and Blake turns around to me and says, Remember what I said about close games? Yeah, that was that was bad. And I said I agree. I'm fully with you. After the game, I go up to him. Uh, he's sitting waiting at the in the media area, and I was like, "Oh, dude, you're right." And he's like, "Yeah, you're goddamn right. I was." And that was just it was just such a cool, like, the interactions with everybody last night were so fun and nice. And there's so many people in that arena who you see all the time when you're there covering games. Maybe you don't know their names, but you definitely know their faces. And the number of just like bewildered laughs I shared with people walking through the halls last night is something I'll never forget. Like people who you'd never spoken to before, you lock eyes and you just start laughing because what else is there to do except look at each other and laugh at what just happened? It was really, really remarkable. My experience watching the shot, I was with Lewis and Daniel. We were kind of stuffed all the way to the far right of the gondola on the opposite end of the floor of where the buzzer beater happened. Usually we're a little closer to the other end. Um, actually, we've been sitting like right in front of the basket that Kawhi hit the, bat, the, hit the shot on for earlier parts of the series, but we got pushed all the way to the end because it was such a busy media night. And we were kind of sitting there on the outskirts of the gondola you know, torment. You know, just toying with the idea of just like throwing away our objectivity and just being fans, and that was a really cool thing to be able to like sort of root a little bit because we're kind of off to the side. No one's gonna judge us over there, and like we were professional and all that, whatever. But I, I don't think people should be worried about cheering when it's something like that. Like that is a moment that makes you feel. And if you don't do something, if you don't stand up the way I did when it happened and put my hands on my head for 30 seconds in stunned silence, then I, I just, I feel like you're probably covering the wrong thing. You should have a visceral reaction to what happened in that game. And I had that, Lewis had that, Daniel had that, and we obviously talked about it on the podcast a little bit. It was, uh, 
just something I'll never ever forget. Seeing it, the the Kawhi miss on the free throw, Jimmy Butler goes down and scores, and then you kind of think it's over, and you think, damn, that's probably it. Like that free throw is going to go down as another one of these things that torments Raptors fans forever, and then it's just not, and it's just it's just you just like hit reset on the entire thing, and the entire conversation is changed now, and. That sort of release is just, I think, what everyone was feeling last night. Everyone just laughing and giggling and just still in stunned amazement, just sharing a glimpse with somebody. And you can just see it on their face, the relief in their face, too. It was probably the coolest thing I've ever experienced professionally. And it was really, really great. So that's why I wanted to talk to a bunch of people about what they were going through. Because I'm sure other people had great stories, too. I tried to get a few other people on the podcast. Didn't quite work schedule-wise, and that's fine. Um, But I got some people whose stories were fun and interesting. And I think it kind of shows that, that it's just this very shared experience, man. It's not something that we get often nowadays, shared experiences. It's just not very much a commonality. Game of Thrones is like the last one. <laughs> um, but having that thing where... 20,000 people in that building all felt the same way. And how many millions of people outside of that feel the same way and are thinking the same things and having the same conversations with people today, it's just so damn cool. And it's why fandom is worth it. And it's why it is um, this like thing that we accept as a thing that's going to cause us a lot of pain and torment because the payoff is this and the payoff is this good. And I just wanted to share it with as many people as possible. So enjoy the, today's podcast myself with... Paul Lawton, Josue Cedro, Kelsey O'Brien, Katie Heindel, and Joey Devine. It was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it. It's a long podcast. Deal with it. It's fine. Uh, And uh, thank you so much. Enjoy the conversations, and we will talk to you with another episode. Looking ahead to the series that I guess we have to look forward to soon uh, with the Raptors and Bucks coming up soon. That'll be on Tuesday, I'm thinking. But uh, until then, enjoy this chat with myself and uh, a bunch of people who had the same experience as me, just in a different spot, but it was all the same. Uh, Here it is. Enjoy the different conversations with our guest today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, on the line with me now, we have uh, a musical man about the city of Toronto, uh, Raptors internet friend and acquaintance. It's Paul Lawton. Paul, man, how are you? Hey, hey, Sean, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really great right now, actually, to answer your question. I don't think I could be more great. I'm still pleasant. I can't stop I'm laughing and giggling. I can't just I can't stop watching the shot every time it comes up on my feed. I'm watching it while muting two Game of Thrones tweets because I haven't seen Game of Thrones yet. It's uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty much any. Uh, I've been seeking out people uh, queuing the shot to different musical uh, yes. backgrounds, and just like any any time that comes up on my feed, I'm gonna like stop and watch it. It's been the least productive morning this morning. Like I can't even. I can't even get my head around it yet, man. Yeah, I've seen the the Titanic one. Obviously, was the first one to go around. That one, I think, is probably still the best because it's like tried and true. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Avengers one's pretty good. The I like the uh, the Kanye father stretch my hand. Yep, that when, one's great. When the ball goes in and it cues to beautiful morning right away, and I just like uh, this morning I was lying in bed and 
Um, I there's tears kind of streaming down my face. And my wife comes into the room to kind of like wake me up to get to work. And she's like, are you crying right now? What the hell is going on? You know, and I just, you know, like, this is what you're crying about? You know, it's just, yes, it is. This is. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so good. So let's get the point of this podcast is to get everyone sort of a where were you when type moment. Uh, you were yeah. at the game, correct? What, what the game. set the scene? Where are you sitting? Who's around you? Who do you hug? Like what's the, what's the deal here? Okay. So, uh, you know, shout out to my bro, John. Uh, John and his wife Roman have had season tickets now for uh, quite a, while, a lot of years and they had a baby at the beginning of the season this year of little Priya and it's meant that I've been able to tag along to almost every home game with John this <laughs> year so we've been you know, on quite the, the ride the Kawhi year so we sit in section 323 row 2 uh, right in the middle of the section like 14 15 and it's a perfect vantage point because you're right behind the the away bench right and you know it, it's like all so you're surrounded by like season ticket holders so this guy that sits beside me usually is this guy damien who uh has been notable because in the you know the meme thing at on the jumbotron that's like like different fans and they do memes yeah yeah uh he's been the one the last few games from game one against uh the the magic where it's like uh it's like that face when you're ready to make some noise it's like the last one and he's the guy on there and you know (laughs) just like that's the vibe like it's a real party atmosphere um right before the shot there is a huge fight in section 324 where (laughs) Uh, some guy or some like a woman I don't know exactly what happened but she spilt her wine on the guy sitting in front of her and that guy freaked out and then there was like a giant fist fight this guy gets jerseyed and they're just raining blows down on him like it's like the craziest thing I've like I've never seen a fight in a Raptors game in this era like it's usually pretty chill right Mm -hmm. and the guy takes this guy's jersey off over his head and throws it over the balcony. Oh and this God. is like minutes before the shot. So there's this crazy intense vibe in that section, right? And then, you know, you know, quiet misses the free throw and Jimmy gets the rebound and lays it up and ties the game. And I swear to God, there I could hear sobbing around me. And you know, we're you know, you're trying to you're trying to stand up and be into it, but you know, you just the the, the pressure from that game seven is unlike anything I think I've ever experienced in my in my adult life. Like I, I maybe I'm super lucky, but I it's like that was like the pressure cooker meat grinder vibe. And then there's this crazy energy from this fight, and then the shot goes and it bounces once, twice, third time fourth time it's in and it's just like mayhem up there <laughs> and I hugged every human being I could find around me a John and I, John's a very like he's the most the guy that I sit with John he is the most intense fan like ever he loves it he, he takes it so seriously 
and he's like a pretty stoic guy and I think we hugged for three minutes and then there's the vibe in the arena after the shot falls where nobody moves for like five minutes and you're just standing there going like do we leave now like is it can I you know it's like everybody in that arena was like suspended in time and it felt like 10 years like where and then the the walk to my car afterwards where it's just like people are you can't even believe the energy mm-hmm. like I'm still buzzing like it's I don't even know that it could have happened a year ago. I'm still going to feel this way. I've never experienced anything like it. Sorry, I've gone on quite a bit, but this is like, <laughs> the, yeah, so great. No, man, you're making my job easy, so I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, God damn. So the entire game, was there ever a time where you felt relaxed, or was it just like constant just clenching and nervousness oh, and stress it, in the second. Did you like get up to go anywhere? Did you sit in the seat and just stew the entire time? Uh, I left at halftime. I have like a very specific ritual mm-hmm. now where I have to do things in a certain order or I start to feel like wrong. And like, let me just say like a shout out to the Scotiabank arena uh, in game ops game two where we lost that game mm-hmm. I knew we were going to lose that game for one reason the in-game ops were, were, were like wrong there mm-hmm. was something wrong they weren't playing the right musical cues and like if you go to enough games there's a rhythm and a pattern to the in-game entertainment to know where you're at the, that awful fourth quarter time flag mm-hmm. with that terrible like comic sans font which I hate more than life itself that <laughs> fucking flag but you know what I mean it's part of that experience right mm-hmm. and they started like game two when we lost that game against Philly like they were not playing music in the right order at the right time and I just like the crowd seemed out of it that whole game but the yesterday at the beginning of that game the let's go Raptors chant uh, before anything even starts like I just knew it was going to happen and you know if only we had known how how it was going to happen how big like my god yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> but, but everything last night the in-game ops were on uh, they kept the crowd into it through the whole thing uh, you know even just the like nervousness around like Kawhi hitting the shots in other games game two people were breaking out MVP chance mm-hmm. and it was like yes it was hardly the MVP game for quiet outside of that last shot it was a bit of a rough ride and you know like people were just like there was no MVP chance because we're just like so desperate for him to hit a shot <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> we're just because we've got to we've got to calm this down you know so yeah. sorry to swear I know it's like a, no, a, a that's cool <laughs> Last oh, night's podcast it. was uh, was the most profane one yet because I had no other words to say, so I just fell on the crutch of swears. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the the one thing about the ops yesterday that bothered me and it was really just setting my teeth on edge was Herbie really getting involved in the chants, and I, I know. hate yeah, it when he I does know. that. And he was doing it more than I've ever heard it, which wasn't necessary yeah. because... I don't know about you. I think that's the loudest I've ever heard it before. Maybe like Biombo blocking LeBron and get, getting called for a foul, like that whole sequence is up there. But I yeah. think that's the loudest yeah. I've ever heard it. You know, yeah. a couple times throughout the fourth quarter. You like, does the Herbie thing bother you too? Uh, Herbie in general, I'm pro Herbie. Yeah, me too. Uh, as a guy like so, like I've gone now in the last couple of years. I think I've done like eight 
eight or nine visits. I was at, uh, I was in Oakland for that game two where the Clippers came back against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And, and I've really come to appreciate visiting other arenas, kind of how good we have it. And so I've kind of come back around where I can see what he's trying to do. He's trying to like get the vibe going and keep it going. And I, you know, I got to respect that, the hustle. Um, I'll tell you like a, a little story. Like last year, uh, game three, uh, my my wife Ronnie and and John Rumman, who we sit with uh, at those at those games, we drove to Cleveland mm-hmm. uh, for game three. And oh no, you know, oh no, we were th- we were there in person for that Braun dagger where you know you know OG kind of messes up a little bit and, and goes the wrong way, and LeBron buries us. And then that feeling that I had walking back to the hotel downtown Cleveland, where you're surrounded by 20,000 people wearing like LeBron James jerseys going, go back to Toronto, like just being super dicks to us the whole time. And just, you know, every bar is playing that dagger. You can't see a TV without just that replay, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've ever felt as like down or dismayed about a sports event than that shot. And it felt like poetic justice last night. Just like, you know, he buries it. Like, all, like just gets it in that, that friendly bounce. Like, it's just like, you know, the basketball gods deciding that, that you know, we're going to let you have it. We're, we're done. Have this we're guy. done screwing with you for now, we're done. at least. Yeah. For, for now. And, it, you know, it's a good thing we don't have to play any more basketball this season. And we left on that <laughs> high note, right? Like, I'm so happy. That the season's over and it ended in that in that way, and you know, congratulations Raptors uh, for not having to put us through any more like emotional gymnastics that, that we've had to go through for the last two weeks. Yeah, oh, uh, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I it's I don't even really want to think about the Bucks series yet. I know I kind of have to soon, but I'm gonna take at least one more day to enjoy all of this. Paul, I hope you do the same thing. You can find him at Quartermass on Twitter. Paul, thank you so much for joining me, man. This was awesome. Sean, thanks so much. Anytime. All right, joining me on the line now, all the way from Barcelona, Spain, someone who I'm very happy to have on the show. I've interacted on Twitter with quite a bit. Uh, apologies for the background noise. He's doing this in a mall, which is deeply, deeply appreciated. It's Josue Cedro. Josue, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Sean. I'm doing great. Great to talk to you. Uh, and again, uh, apologies for, for background noise, but uh, but live in Barcelona, it, you know, Raptors news never escape anybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you were watching the game at, it's like a seven hour time difference. Is that correct in, in Barcelona? Six hours, actually. And uh, it's even a, a, cra- a little crazier story than that. I, I didn't watch the game. Okay. Uh, because, uh, so what happened was I had to, I was in Paris last night, and I had to catch a flight to Barcelona in the morning uh, at, uh, like, I had to leave the house at 6.30 a.m. local time. Uh-huh. So the game went out, started at 1 a.m. So my thought was I'm going to wake up, I'm going to catch the end, and then get up and then get out of there. Uh-huh. Problem is... My friend I'm staying at, he's a basketball fan, but he's not. He wasn't getting up at no 4 a.m. and he works in the morning because you know, it's a it's a weekday. So he's like, nah, I ain't watching him. We just we go to bed, right? So automatic, I don't know how. Somehow, someway, my body woke me up, and I turn, I look at my phone, and I go, and I see 114 left, 89, 85. <laughs> so then I'm at, at that point, I, I turn on my phone. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna have time to you know get off the bed, 
find my computer because I'm going to wake up my friend. So I just followed it on, on Twitter for the rest of the game and just refresh, had to play by play. But I know because for sure because I was on the other side of the border, uh, so the NBA app didn't refresh as fast. Okay. So <laughs> there'd be like we'd be at like second thirty, and I was still at a minute fourteen. Like I could see what was happening on Twitter, but the score didn't match like the play by play. All the way down till like till the buzzer beater and. The only way I knew that Kawhi had won it is because I'm going through Twitter. All I see is cat people, capital letters, <laughs> emojis, kawawawai, all crazy type of stuff like that. And then that's and then my second thought was, okay, great. So I know we're ahead. Now I'm looking. I'm trying to figure out: is there a time left? Is there a time left? Is there a time left? There was no time left. So that's how I found out. That's amazing. Did you get the videos coming in then? And what was your reaction when you saw like how crazy the buzzer beater itself was? So I, I did um, Bleacher Report, thank God, is uh, pretty fast with their stuff. So uh, I, uh, I saw the, like the last sec- like the last three seconds, whatever. My thought, but honestly, my first thought was, this never happens to me. Like, this never <laughs> happens to a team I actually support. Like, that exact shot, that never goes in. Like, there's no way that goes in. And four bounces, a fadeaway, Joel's hand in the face, the end on the bench, all the, re- the facial reaction of the guys on the bench, Coach Nurse, that's literally like crouched to the ground. He does a, a half a hop and then he hops. Oh, it's just it's insane. It's just insane. Yeah. That, did you wake up your friend when it when this all happened? I did. I did. So you know, for all this whole objective, like, it was absolutely worthless. It, it didn't serve anything. And, and the thing too is, I, so I got up the bed, like I was I was leaning, like I was laying down, and then I got up kind of halfway, kind of. Screaming but no noise, uh-huh. and I thought, all right, I'm not gonna wake him up. And then he goes like, "Yo, dude, if you're gonna do this, go in the kitchen." <laughs> all right, all right. So I picked up my phone and then I didn't sleep for the rest of the day because I was so hyped. I was just trying to figure out what happened during the game. Like, what was the shot about? How did we get there? The whole night. So uh, yeah, you know, for all, all the all the gymnastic, and I still woke him up. Are you now walking around Barcelona trying to find Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol Spain jerseys? <laughs> Uh, I have not seen those yet, but they, they, they gotta come out. There, there's no doubt they're gonna come out, especially that Serge had a good game. Like yeah. for sure, somebody. I'm, I expect to walk in and find somebody with either a Raptor jersey or a, or a Spain, you know, either Mark or, or Serge jersey at some point for sure. Are you a little bit relieved that you didn't have to deal with the stress of the entire game? Because speaking as someone who was there, it was exhausting and horrifying trying to just like take it all in and not freak out the entire time especially being on press row and not trying to like just melt down in front of everybody um were you grateful for not having seen the the like the tying bucket from butler in person were you kind of just like in a way relieved just to find the result on twitter and kind of live with it there honestly and, and this is after I, so i rewatched the extensive highlights on uh-huh. YouTube, like 13 minutes of it so i got a pretty you know good sense of everything I don't know, man, because not to have the visual for that minute 14 was one of the hardest things of my life. Yeah. But, but then after seeing these highlights, oh, man, that was not – I don't think there was a single second under until the buzzer where, like, it was an enjoyable thing. Like, that, that <laughs> felt like three playoff games with overtime, and this game didn't have overtime. Like, that's it. It was just – and for every bucket to be so hard to get, and the yeah. runs, and all the scrappy plays on both sides, and Kawhi, that you think, all right, he's not going to miss that free throw. He misses that free throw, automatically times it, and then you think, oh, overtime, you know, momentum, all that. And then 
he gets a shot away, then you think, oh, it's short, then you think, oh, my V, then you think, no, and then it goes in. Uh, it was an insane roller coaster that I honestly don't know if I could have done live, but it, I don't wish on anybody not having, uh, being able to watch that mm-hmm. moment live, uh, because uh, you will always remember. Like, for, you know, for all our parents and older brothers that have the Vince memory, we'll have this memory, you know? Yeah, man, for sure. And I'm glad that you at least were able to, like, keep up with it and you weren't, like, totally blacked out from what's going on. So that's sweet. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time, Josue. I'm really, really glad we could have you on. Enjoy the rest of your time in Barcelona, man. That's, that, that sounds uh, really, really good considering it's, like, rainy and terrible here. So uh, ha- have a great one, man, and thank you for coming on. Uh, no problem, Sean. It's got, we got great weather out here, so, yes, I'm trying to make you all jealous. It's great. Here. <laughs> all right, man, have a good one. Thanks, Sean. Have a good one, too. That was Josue Cedro, all the way from Barcelona. Whew, that's stressful as hell. Anyway, we're going to continue on with some more perspectives on the shot after this quick break. Before we go any further, I just want to tell you about our sponsor for today, and that is ZipRecruiter. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates, and that place is ZipRecruiter.com. And in our case, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find the right people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who use who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the very first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. All right, welcome back. Joining me now on the line is a returning guest to the podcast, one of our very favorites here. It's Kelsey O'Brien. Kelsey, how are you doing today? I feel alive. How are you doing? Uh, Alive and also dead at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, I talked about this off the top of the podcast, but I was just like shaking when it happened. I couldn't even like unplugged my computer i just it, it was like fumbly mess it, it was oh i i uh, we're not here to talk about my experience of the of the shot let's talk about yours where were you watching who are you watching with um what were you feeling before it went in 
So I was at home. Okay. Um, crouched on my couch like some sort of gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> and the baby was still up. So when the shot went up, I kind of made a face probably similar only to childbirth. <laughs> and then for about three seconds just stayed like that. And then it went in. And I jumped and I screamed and I cheered. I woke the other two kids up. But, of course, Kawhi, the baby, he was still up. And he's just looking at me. And then he just bursts out laughing because he's never seen anything like it before. <laughs> and then he joined in. That's amazing. So it was just, yeah, it was just a gleeful, happy mess of me screaming and him laughing. Does your son Kawhi know, is he aware of the, the connection to Kawhi Leonard as of right now? Know, or is that still, okay, okay. So, so I was wearing my game one um, playoff shirt from this round that okay. has Kawhi on it. And he's asking me who all the people are. And I said, <laughs> Danny Green, Serge Ibaka. And then he said, who's that? And I said, that's Kawhi Leonard. And he just gave me the weirdest look because he's like, no, I'm Kawhi. That, that looks nothing like me. <laughs> That's a large black man, and I am a small half Asian baby. <laughs> that's not me. Uh, that's amazing, though. So he was there in the room with you. He got involved in the celebration. That's, oh, he definitely did. Yeah. That's delightful. Uh, so you were just watching this by yourself, like yeah. Uh, that that's. So what's your thought process as the ball is rattling around the rim? Like, did it feel like to, like it did to me for you where it felt like it was like 30 seconds on the rim? Oh my gosh, it felt like, you know when they say before you die, your whole life flashes before your eyes? <laughs> That's kind of what it felt like for me. It felt like an eternity. And then I was like, okay, if it doesn't go in, at least we didn't lose. At least like we go to overtime. But then it went in and I was like, oh my god, we don't even have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I, I agree. It's like your life flashed before your eyes, but it's not your your life life, it's your basketball life. So like Joey Graham's sitting there, it's on the rim, it's like, hey, is this going to go in? It's like, hey, Joey. <laughs> <And> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I still, I've never seen anything like that, obviously. I wasn't at the bat flip game, so maybe that's like the, that's the close corollary I think people are sort of comparing it to right now. That, that isn't the proper word, use of the term corollary. I don't even think that is, but. <laughs> correlation, correlation. Oh. I, yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but no, I think like, so you watch it and the first couple times you just watch the shot, but then like, I don't know how many times you've watched this, probably a couple hundred as well. But then you see it was from Mark Gasol. Uh-huh. Why? And you're like, oh my God, this would have never happened with JV and DeMar. So <laughs> at the very moment, that like two seconds or whatever it took, that's when you realize like both trades were so worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. So when you were watching the game, like when did you get up from in front of the TV? What was your like post it happening sort of routine watching the game? Did you watch the post game? Were you just like sitting there in silence? Did you go do something else? Like what was your uh, um, it was like, post game thing? Like mixed with just ridiculous giggling <laughs> and just a lot of oh my gods. Yeah. I don't even think there was any swearing. I was too. Uh, too into it <laughs> and yeah I, I don't even know <laughs> <laughs> that's I think the the point I was trying to uh, 
get to with this entire podcast was just a bunch of people saying i don't even know what the hell just happened that that's pretty much all i wanted <laughs> just just to back up that that was also the way i felt because oh my god i i just i still how many times have you watched it today every time it's appeared on like my twitter or my instagram and it's getting so much love from so many places uh-huh like Cameron posted it and I was like oh my god <laughs> this is everything to me and like we are celebrating the same thing as LeBron James for the first time ever literally this is what LeBron did to the Raptors last year yeah like and now we're celebrating with him yeah it's it's the new it's a new sensation that's for damn sure like I can't even think of the biggest shot before this you know what I mean like hmm. it's like, you could say Kyle's half-court heave, but I don't think that, like, they didn't win the game, and it was a game one. This is, like, not only is there, is there not a Raptors shot in history that matches this, there's, like, maybe, like, five shots in the history of the NBA that match this for, like, the stakes and the unlikeliness, and it's, like, without exaggeration, one of the greatest shots in NBA history. That's crazy that it happened... For the Raptors, not to the for Raptors, the for Raptors. the Raptors. Kawhi Leonard, the Toronto Raptor. <laughs> yes, noted Raptor, Kawhi Leonard did it. Oh, my God. Uh, any parting shots before I uh, move on to our next guest, Kelsey? Um, I don't think so. I don't even, like, I was worried about the Bucks, and now I don't even care about the Bucks because this was our championship. And as long as we have this moment, no one can take it away from us. So... Yeah, honestly, don't even care about the Bucks series right now. I'm sure I will when it starts to happen, but... Yeah, yeah but let us enjoy this for now. Yeah, I'm not even... Yeah, no preview content until at least late on Tuesday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelsey, thank you so much for uh, sharing. Say hi to Kawhi. Uh, and, uh, will do. And, um, yeah. Jeez, thanks for coming on. Do you have All anything right. people should yeah. be checking out, by the way? Um, no, not right now. Okay. Read, your, read uh, Kelsey's Mother's Day piece from last year. It's still apt and good it is and now Kyle's mom got to celebrate with all of Raptors Twitter for <sighs> this game so she's one of us now un freaking real uh, alright Kelsey thank you so much for coming on and uh, all right. we will talk to you soon alright talk to you later hello hi hey <laughs> How how's are, it going I am uh, good <laughs> good <laughs> oh, just in a daze crazy it's freaking crazy katie just a what just in a daze oh i know it's yeah. it's nuts I st- yeah i still feel i mean look we can save it but yeah, yeah. i feel uh yeah like in disbelief still mm-hmm. uh i also want like three hours of sleep so it's it's, uh, it's like oh, no. all amplified it feels even better <laughs> oh no uh, all right let's uh let's do this thing all right, joining me now on the line, one of our favorites, uh, many, many time returning guests. It's Katie Heindel. Katie, how are you doing today? I'm in disbelief. <laughs> I'm in a, like a state of uh, happy. It's not even shock. It's like when you're kind of floating through the world yeah. a little bit. Yeah, like you just got good news about. I honestly can't think of better news than what happened. <laughs> <laughs> To me, it's not like a news thing. It's just yeah. trying to process. We're so pathetic. We're just trying to process like four seconds, mm-hmm. under four seconds of, of like a bunch of insane things happening. 
like crammed into four seconds. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, you're the feelings correspondent on this podcast, so I figured you uh-huh. were uh, probably the perfect person to have on this podcast to discuss the feelings you experienced when the shot went down. Uh, so set the stage. Where were you watching? Who were you watching with? And uh, what happened over the course of the 4.2 seconds and then the eventual bounce around until it fell in? I was watching from my couch (laughs) (laughs) under several layers of blankets because I think I'm getting sick. (laughs) Um, I was watching with Dylan and my dogs and we were stressed as everybody else was um, to to really set the stage. One of my dogs puked all over the carpet just before the game started and it was like more liquid than I thought could fit in an animal (laughs) so that really set the stage so everybody was quite nervous going into it I felt like for the first three quarters I felt like yeah there was a lot of back and forth but I was like you know pretty confident I felt like they could they could handle it and then this thing happens to me and it happened to me last night of like in the fourth maybe about six minutes in uh-huh. I was like oh shit it's the fourth this is the, this is it <laughs> so I was starting to feel a bit more tense and I'll be honest like when it, there was so much back and forth like it looked like the, the Raptors were really getting a handle on it but then Philly kept coming back and evening the score so there was a moment when I think when he first put it up because mm-hmm. he had been like forced out so it wasn't a great shot and it was like completely stressful. I was really freaked out that Marcus Gasol was gonna like make a bad pass or I don't know, just get too flustered. But mm. anyway, the ball goes up, and I, after the first bounce, I was already starting to tilt my head and just kind of like throw it up in despair because I already was like, I can't. This is going overtime, and uh-huh. I knew I couldn't handle it. Uh-huh. Like, I was, like, I can't handle an overtime. This is fucked up. I don't want this. But then something made me just, like, stop. So I had, like, one eye on the screen still and, like, one eye looking away and, like, looked back and then caught the last two bounces. And (laughs) I feel like this this is extremely dramatic, but I feel like it was in one of the, like, a space movie when all the air (laughs) goes out of, like, a really confined space. Yeah, like like the suction happens, the vacuum. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like in a state of suspension, and like <laughs> Dylan and I just looked at each other in like total disbelief, and I was still a bit like, "What the fuck just happened?" And then I just started crying. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you cry for? Oh, I kept crying. Like, I mean, I was crying on and off. I wasn't like bawling, but I was like really, I was choked up, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I can't believe that happened. And it was watching. It was watching Kawhi, like, in the middle of that, like, mob of people and just getting, like, his head was just getting smaller and smaller and smaller as more people piled onto the outside of it. (laughs) (laughs) But what did take me out of it is kind of, like, it's the moment I needed a a breath and just be like, okay, was just staring at his blue tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Because then I was like, how much Gatorade is this guy drinking? First I was like, is it a blue gum? And then I was like, oh, it's Gatorade. Uh, but that that brought me back down to earth a little bit. The blue tongue. I didn't even. I haven't even considered the blue tongue yet. Well, oh, it's all I was seeing. Let me see now. Let me let me try. Hey, it is it is blue. It's so blue. Yeah. That's weird that I didn't 
put that together. I'm, of course you noticed that because you yeah. notice everything. <laughs> uh, what were you feeling when Butler scored after the Kawhi missed free throw? Really bad. I was like, <laughs> that was the moment I think for myself and probably a lot of Raptors fans, you're like, of course. You yeah. know, like this is now, this is the thing we were expecting. Um, you, you can't have like, it can't be easy. We were up and it's like it's going to all be taken away from us. So I think that's why, like, the moment he put the Kawhi put the shot up in response, I was already just like, no. Because <laughs> as Raptors fans forever, we've just been trained to know that we don't get shots like that. Like, mm-hmm. those shots don't fall for us. It did very much feel like that missed free throw was going to be the new Vince miss. Yeah. And like... also, like, I get the sim- I get, like, trying to draw a bit of a storyline but I swear to God, like, I was so, like, Matt Devlin was just, like, leaning on that narrative <laughs> so hard for the entire game. And especially in the last five minutes, I was kind of like, really, guys, like, you really set this one up to fail. <laughs> but I guess it paid off for them in the end. But, yeah, like, I was like, okay, I get it. There's a lot there's a lot riding on this for a lot of reasons. Uh-huh. And now you have to bring history into it. Yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite call of the of the bucket from any of the any of the broadcasters that are circulating out there right now? Yeah, because I've seen some people talking about all the different languages, yeah. and I think the the Korean one that's the top for me. Okay, mine um, mine's the, the, French the French one. The French one's pretty good. Yeah. Do you like the French one? Oui papa, oui papa. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I don't like about the French one is it's too short. At least the yeah. clip I saw when yeah. he's like, oui papa. <laughs> But the Korean one is good because those guys just start screaming, like yeah. throat screaming. Yeah, it's, like it's they get really, really good as well. Uh, there's a Turkish one that's pretty good. They're oh, all, damn, they're all great, that. man. They're all so good. There's a whole thread uh, that someone put together of all of the uh, international calls. Um, what I really want, and I probably on the way, um, but is the bounces. You uh, sorry, Katie. You uh, you cut out there for a second. What you want is what? Oh, I want a breakdown of the bounces. Oh yeah, just like the actually, there is one. If you read uh, Barry Pachetsky at Deadspin, did a really good good one. But I want like an oral history of everybody who was watching. Oh yeah, that that's fair. <laughs> From like the bench to like people who were there, and just like at each bounce because I, I've been like I want a really close shot of it mm-hmm. I've been looking a lot probably this is what I've been looking at the most is, is like the slow motion of the bounces from every different angle mm-hmm. because the first bounce it it looks like the first bounce it kind of catches the ball and then it pops up and then it bounces and the second bounce it looks like it's going out mm-hmm. so just like from a catch to like relief to then sheer terror to then like two more bounces wobbly bounces and then it goes in but i really want to see everyone's reactions because as you know i really love breakdown like photos yeah and all the photos when that's happening and like zoning in on everyone's different reactions on their faces that's been like a real joy to me today. Yeah, the, my favorite picture is the one when the ball is in the air, and it's the one uh, I think uh, Kishan Mystery of Yahoo Sports got took it, and it's on the New York Times cover today. Um, and it's 
it's the entire Raptors bench. It's the one where I pulled the Adrian Griffin screen cap because, like, yeah. he is perfect in that. Um, but there are so many cool – I just DM'd you the picture. I want to go through some of these people. Okay. Uh, people should – Yahoo Sports Canada tweeted out the picture. You know the picture by now. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one is amazing. Yeah, so we've got – Danny Green's got his eyes closed. I don't think he's going to be happy about that. <laughs> he's, he's sitting there, eyes closed. <laughs> Uh, just blinking, I guess. You have Kawhi suspended in air in just like the most majestic way. You have Ben Simmons looking up, and then uh, you get then you get to the bench guys. What do you think of Nick Nurse's uh, vantage point on this? <laughs> it's weird. Like, <laughs> I also didn't realize that Nick Nurse, because Kawhi crouches right after this. Yeah. And I guess I thought Nick Nurse and him were like synced up in their crouching. It's, it's weird to me that Nick Nurse decided to go down this early. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it also makes me disbelieve the thing he said in the post game where he's like, oh, I always knew it was going to go in. It's like, not from that vantage point, you did it, buddy. Uh, we've also got, okay, all the assistant coaches are good in their own right. Patrick McTumbo looks really upset at the shot selection. <laughs> Yeah. It's <laughs> just like, what the fuck, Kawhi? Come on, dude. And um, Sergio Scariolo, of course, has the hand on the mouth. I think I think Scariolo is my favorite <laughs> of the coaching staff because he's like, oh. it's yeah. like a really quintessential, I feel like, uh, Italian kind of vibe. <laughs> to me, he's like, oh, could go either way. <laughs> uh, and then Jamal McGlore looks so unfazed. He looks like he's, he's looking at it longingly knowing it's going in. Powell's look is very strange. Powell's looks like he's seen something beyond the basketball. Maybe <laughs> God or something. Like he's seen something past. Where's Norm? Why can't I see Norm? He's beside Fred. Oh, yeah, okay. There he is, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Fred's like, Fred's holding on to him for like an anchor point. Yeah, and Norm's looking at the Turk Broda Leafs retired jersey in the, in the Raptors. If, if I didn't know that they had taken it down, I'd say he was looking at the Bon Jovi banner. <laughs> I believe they put it back. That's funny. Maybe um, he is. Yeah. <laughs> someone sent me a um, screen cap of someone who's not looking like in the crowd. Um, someone who's oh, yeah. looking away, which feels pretty awful. Um, I'm heartened by the lack of people holding their phones up. There's a few, but I kind of like that most people withstood the urge to, to tape the thing and just were there to like live it. Yeah, no, I like that too. And I just like, uh, cause I was trying to think what my, I would probably have the weirdest face, uh, <laughs> looking at this as like a very emotive person. Mm-hmm. So I'm very impressed that a lot of people look quite stoic. There's this really gingery guy yeah if you could see him yeah he looks i don't know he looks like a bit sad already yeah he's probably like what we were like no we'll never get the shot he's really really upset about the overtime that's definitely coming for sure i don't like that you can't see the one critique i'll have of this amazing photo is you can't see uh, too many members of the bench unfortunately yeah yeah they're they're kind of hidden Patrick McCaw has a screen cap later on where he looks like in absolute terror that of that what has gone down. Like he's scared of the crowd and the mob around Kawhi. That's really good. And he's like staring into the camera. It's like he's like breaking the fourth wall. It's it's did, really really. Did great. you see the one I tweeted? I'm gonna send. I just DM that to you. Okay. Mostly I did that just to look 
to like really zone in on the crush the crushing disappointment of Ben Simmons. Oh yeah. I'm also but, noticing the uh, sorry, just previously in the one the, the guy from uh, Dragon's Den, the, the the Boston Pizza guy is standing courtside. <laughs> which, which guy? Jim True Living. Who's that? He's the guy who has all is the Boston pizzas. Is he the guy pizzas. in the black shirt? Yeah, he's got the oh. uh, the blue collar. Uh, he's he's like the third from the left on the baseline. The, there's the guy that in the guy white. Looks like he's at a like a military funeral. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy in the black shirt? I don't it's know. Like done, but all, undone all the way to. I don't elephant. know, but he's living his best life. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a good vibe. He's got like so many gin and tonics in him that he's got to undo the buttons. <laughs> uh, like sixteen dollar gin and tonics. All right, and now I've pulled up this picture. Uh, so Joel is smiling. This is like a Renaissance painting to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. OG is fantastic in this picture. Yeah. Uh, I, I, as you know, I feel like I'm Jody Meeks is like that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jody Meeks looks really good in this one. Uh, um, Kawhi looks so self sad. Uh, almost like he's tripping on Danny's feet. It's like Danny's right there to brace his fall, I guess. Is this this is before he kneels, right? Or crouches. Yeah. Yeah, this is right before. You can kind of see his knees like bending a little bit. Yeah. And is Malcolm Miller, I need to know why he's wearing so many towels. <laughs> but he looks good. He looks like he's in a haunted house. Where is the Malcolm Miller? Where why can't I see Malcolm Miller? Isn't that him right beside no, isn't that right? Him right beside. No, that's Patrick McCaw. Oh, that's McCaw. Yeah, <laughs> and he looks terrified. This is just he the moment before terrified. he he looks to the screen. Yeah. Also, the dude. Oh yeah, that's McCaw. The dude with the unbuttoned shirt behind Embiid now looks more like John Goodman in this picture than he did in the first one. <laughs> A little bit, but also just like um, he looks like Bradley Cooper in like uh, and John Goodman mixed together. What's Bradley Cooper's terrible movie? Oh, uh, all of them? Uh, the star, a Star is Born? A Star is Born, yeah. yeah. Oh, also a little bit of Jeff Bridges, too, I guess. A little Jeff yeah. Bridges in there. <laughs> we also have the Boston Pizza guy looking extremely sad. He's displeased again. that the lady next to him has a phone, I think. <laughs> this guy, I need to know what's up with this guy, because he's not emoting at all. He lost a lot of money on an investment on Dragon's Den. I think he probably bet against this game. Mm-hmm. I would bet that he bet against it. And the guy immediately behind him, he's pretty good, too. Uh, yeah, the dude who's, like, leaning forward. He's like, oh, that's definitely yeah. going in. Oh, shit. And I also just noticed that yeah. one of the... There's, like, that woman that's underneath Embiid. Yeah, the the, the, the mop lady. She, oh, my God. Yeah, she Get also... Wait, no, wait. There's a lady there? Oh, my God. Yeah, I saw the like first mop lady. This lady looks like she's terrified. <laughs> I know. That's, so she, I know the one, I know the woman because she's been doing it forever. Uh-huh. She's the daughter of someone on the staff, I think. Okay. The one who's kind of coming forward. I don't know who the woman is like in the shadow of the beast. I didn't notice her. She looks horrified. <laughs> yeah. Well, you would be too. But yeah. Like, and I he's like a large she, man. And he's also unshirt. She's still yeah. Looking around him. Yeah. Yeah. You, she's, she, he could land on her. I like, she's going to, she's like, I gotta see. Yeah. And she's underneath both Embiid and Untucked Shirt John Goodman guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 
Ah, well, this was way longer than the five minutes I thought we were going to go, Katie. But Sorry. That's okay. We really started to get into some art criticism. Did basically. you expect anything different? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Katie, thank you so much. This was awesome. Uh, I, I had a blast talking to you about it, and we'll be talking about this shot for a very long time, I'm thinking. And, uh, yeah, this was great. Anything that you would like yeah, to plug? Yeah, I don't ever want to stop talking about it. No, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> I got yeah, Joey. I got so Joey Devine I... coming on in a second to talk about it from a neutral perspective. So that should be fun. Oh, I doubt that guy's gonna be neutral. <laughs> Come on, Joey. Um, no, I just I'll say that it's been such a like pleasure today to uh, watch all the like ESPN commentary roll it in. Mm-hmm. Be- the begrudging Stephen A. Smith. How many times and, have you watched oh, it? The shot? Yeah, yeah. Like, how many Ooh. times have you watched the replay? It's in the 30s now, I think. Oh, I'm in, like, the hundreds easily. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm showing some restraint. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I've watched it every single time it's come across my feed. N- not exaggerating to say that. <laughs> <laughs> also, shouts to Marc Gasol. Thoughts on, I know you've been a little frosty with Marc Gasol. His uh, his conversation with Embiid, lastly, before we wrap up here, what were your thoughts on that? I liked that. I thought Obviously, I thought that was, like, incredible. I also mm-hmm. think, I think that's, like, such a, that's one of those things in your life where, like, you have a split second to make a decision of, like, where you're going to go in a huge moment, mm-hmm. and you're maybe, like, half thinking about it, and he was so removed, like, he was, he when it happened, he, like, threw his arms up in the air and started running out <laughs> away so I think he was just in, like a little bit right place, right time, and then from Embiid to get to where he was, almost crushing a woman to like all the way to where Mark Gasol was. <laughs> like he must have covered some ground pretty quick. So I think Gasol was just like in the perfect place, and he just really he like took that opportunity, and you can see at first Embiid trying to get away from him, mm-hmm. which is obvious. Like I mean. Yeah, like, you couldn't argue with that. Like, I'm sure he just wanted to get off the court, you know? Mm-hmm. But the fact that he stayed and Gasol kind of just, like, I don't know, like, folds his body around him. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was, like, a very beautiful moment. And I think, uh, like, what everybody else is saying, you know? Like, I don't know if people are like, he's a real classy guy. And I get it. Yeah, of course, like, he's a really classy athlete. But I feel like that's such a human moment. But, Absolutely. Yeah, it's just... It's like, that's a character moment for him. Yep. I uh, could not have said it any better myself. Katie, thank you so much for taking the time. This was delightful. And uh, we will talk again soon, I'm sure. Katie? Hi. I, oh, I, I, thought, I thought you were going to be like, bye! Oh, I thought you, I never know. I never know if I should. Because I thought you were going to be like, and done. Uh, no, uh, and done now. I'm done now. Okay. Just cut it right off as soon as you stop talking. So there's not. Nope. Not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Joining me now to uh, finish out this podcast here. I figured we should get a neutral perspective. Someone who's not uh, steeped in the history and anguish and all of that with the Raptors. Uh, the host or one of the hosts or the temporary host or whatever. I don't know what you guys are doing at, at this point. Dave Schilling coming back <laughs> at any point uh, from Round Ball Rock. It's Joey Devine. Joey, what's going on, man? Oh, not much, Sean. Just uh, enjoying a day without basketball for once, actually. Um, uh, uh, I needed a little bit of a break. 
I am uh, so relieved the Raptors don't play today or tomorrow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to spend today watching clips of the shot. I've been doing it all day. I've watched it like a thousand times. Who has the best call? Uh, Harlan's is pretty good. But yeah. I think my favorite is the French one. Where <laughs> they finish it off with wee papa, wee papa. It's the best. <laughs> um, how many? I guess you're not a Raptors fan, so maybe you've watched it less. Like literally every time it comes up on my timeline, I'm watching it. Uh, how many times have you watched it today? I've watched it. Oh, today twice. Yeah. I watched okay. it probably three or four times yesterday. Okay. So what was your reaction when the whole thing happened? Well. I had a funny. I had. I watched it in the worst way a human being possibly could, in that I knew it was going in when I saw it. Okay. Because I was working, and following it on Twitter, and everyone was just like, "Oh my God, Kawhi!" So then I pulled (laughs) up the replay as quickly as possible. Um, and it's a pretty crazy shot. I think an underrated aspect of the shot itself is how weird the shot is Mm -hmm. because he doesn't make a move or do anything other than dribble to a spot and then all of a sudden the ball's in the air like he barely squares up Mm -hmm. to take the shot he doesn't take a step back there's like no move i described it on my podcast as being weirdly mechanical (laughs) it it the shot itself reminds me a little bit of that scene in Prometheus where uh, the, the robot man is shooting hoops while riding a bicycle, and it's just so simple and easy for him. And then he waits for so long, and it's like you see a robot learn what a feeling is. <laughs> Yeah. The other thing I think about it is I was I was thinking a lot about the Raptors and just the anguish you guys have had uh, the playoffs have caused and how it was it's so torturous to you the fans <laughs> that that is how the greatest shot in history it's still like it was still fate toying with you a bit. Uh-huh. Um, the other idea, the other thing it made me think of is, do you know the movie The Sixth Man? No. Uh, it's a basketball movie from the 90s where it is, it's going to sound much darker than it is. <laughs> I'm going to let you know that right away. But what happens in The Sixth Man is there's a basketball team, I think they're a college team, and one of their teammates dies but then comes back as a ghost and helps them play basketball. Okay. So like they'll they'll like be throwing up air balls and the ghost catches the air ball as an alley oop and it goes in and everyone's like what? Because they can't see the ghost. So I was thinking it reminded me a little bit of the sixth man and I think it was the ghost of Demar Derozan that tipped in the shot. <laughs> put it that way i like the shot even more now yeah you should yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, also that's awesome <laughs> the thing that echoed it out initially on the first bounce is it's the echoes through time of masai ujiri yelling fuck Brooklyn. 
oh man and then like all of the the, the groans and yells of yeah. lebron when he would throw down off glass dunks in the yeah. opening minute of game one everything the the drake has ever done yeah except uh, for when he clapped in rodney stuckey's face and caused yeah, a turnover that was, that was awesome yeah other than that <laughs> <laughs> oh man well joey thank you for so succinctly summing up the shot um let me ask you you're a warriors fan are you sort of i I mean i you hate these warriors Warriors and i've been a warriors fan but i think i hate the warriors more than anyone else hates the warriors at this point i i have become I've now become the thing I hated the most, which is a Laker fan that loves Kobe more than the Lakers, yeah. but about Steph Curry. Yeah. I don't know how it happened to me, but it it has. So yes, I am a Warriors fan, sort of. Well, don't aren't you just happy that Durant's out now? Is that like does that make you happy? Um complicated question i mean i'm never happy when anyone is hurt fair enough yeah. but i am happy that steve curry is finally forced to uh run the play that got the warriors like all the championships in the first place <laughs> which is steph curry and a draymond green pick and roll at the top of the key uh-huh because <laughs> uh, when duran is there he refuses to run that play instead mm-hmm. it's a lot of steph curry running around like an asshole off the ball <laughs> So with the Bucks and Raptors series, then are you hoping to play the Raptors, or would you I would rather, the rather Bucks? play the Raptors than the Bucks. Okay, um, just because the Bucks remind me a little bit too much of the 2015 Warriors, okay. and symmetrically, uh, I worry about symmet- symmetry when it comes to beginnings and ends of sports stories. Hey, and, uh, you don't got to tell me about symmetry with I know. this shit. <laughs> and the Bucks, they're like firing Jason Kidd, mirrors the Warriors firing Mark Jackson. They're like the same guy, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the ascendant MVP season from a guy who kind of like isn't supposed to be this good. Uh, to the fact that they blew out so many teams, but still everyone was like, eh, they're the Bucks. They might lose. <laughs> it's, it all feels like the 2015 Warriors. Yeah. I wish I could even care about the Bucks series right now. I just can't. I'm just so <laughs> happy. <laughs> Look, Kawhi versus Giannis is going to be dope as hell. I can't as, wait. A, as someone with no real rooting interest in it, mm-hmm. um, I'm very excited to watch like it's the Steph uh, versus game of wing players yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> it's like uh it's like pacific rim <laughs> uh there's just two kaiju going at each other well a bunch of like weird use weird like specialty people uh sit around and watch it <laughs> Well, Joey, uh, if it does get to the point where the Raptors play the Warriors in the finals, we'd love to have you back on the podcast. For hey, sure. I'll be here. All right, man. Uh, listen to Round Ball Rock. Subscribe to their Patreon page. It's awesome. Uh, and the Discord chat is always popping off. It's always <laughs> popping. <laughs> it's become just for me a place where I dump my deepest Raptors fan anxieties and just hope I can get someone to like console me. And, yeah, oh, uh, well, we can do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm just like last night I was just like, 
losing my shit and <laughs> I, I used too many tweets to express that so I needed somewhere else to type it and that was the place to go so subscribe to that if you're a Raptors fan and want to uh, <laughs> do the same as me so patreon.com slash roundrockpod is that it? yep alright subscribe there and uh, at Frankie Mune is on Twitter that's me <laughs> right. uh, I would pull one up but uh, <laughs> that's but. Your, that's your podcast spit. You no, I have him sitting right here. Hold on, <laughs> just give me ten seconds. Um, uh, follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on four thirty fifteen I tweeted at Wikipedia. How do I get someone to stop writing false information on my Wikipedia page? It's really frustrating. <laughs> Thank you for using that really good one on this show and not on your own. Uh, much appreciated. Hey, no problem. Uh, thanks, Joey. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, man. Great. Later, John. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.